this episode, I'm joined by ex-Barnsley, Preston and Cardiff, to name a few, striker John Parkin. It was a pleasure chatting to John. We talked about his time in football, that memorable night at Leeds, and the future of the Under the Cosh podcast, including their hugely successful On the Road series, and the stories involved with that. So sit back and enjoy. Welcome back to another episode. I'm joined with John Parkin today, um, over half of the Under the Cosh podcast. We had Chris Brown on last week. John, how are you doing, mate? I'm very well, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. We were talking a bit off air, just uh, playing golf a bit in the garden, that kind of thing. A few sort of beers so far today. Not, no, all, there is, all, all you can do, mate, is, is eat and drink, innit? That's all you can do. Eat, drink and some beer, that's it. I know what, I'm trying to trying to get myself in a bit better shape. I've had a foam roller delivered today and I've got my yoga mat arriving tomorrow, so I think they'll probably last a few days and then sort of sit in the cupboard in my bedroom, but at least I'm trying to get I'd, I'd, probably, I'd probably eat the fucking foam roller at a minute. You might roll on it. <laughs> I gave it a one go just before I came on air and I've never heard my back crack so much, so I think I've scared myself a little bit with it. Yeah, the, the, the good, the good light, but the the, the can be sore at times if you if you if you really if you stiff like the sore. Oh, I can imagine. Well, actually, Chris was telling me when we had him on last week. Um, if people haven't sort of listened to that episode yet, definitely check it out. It's a really good one. He was telling me about when you first signed for North End. Obviously, I'm a big Preston fan. Um, Alan Irvin tried to get you on a sort of a training sort of regime. And he was saying about how I think it was your first game or maybe one of the training sessions, you were that stiff from doing the workout during the week, sort of when you first signed, that you were struggling to get your top on. Is that true, that story? Yeah, I mean, when when Big Al signed us at Preston, he, he obviously, like a lot of managers, get it, get it the old, if we can just get him in shape, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be really good. Um, so I can remember he got Matt Radcliffe, the physio, to give me a... Uh, I had to have to do like 40 minutes, 45 minutes on a treadmill on a, a morning before training as like a fat burner. And it was like basically an inclined walk. And, and obviously, if you, you're walking up on, it, it's boring. So I, I, I thought, second day, I thought, fuck it, I'll, I'll take a paper with me. So I, I put the paper in front of the, uh, in front of obviously, obviously the screen and whatever. And I was just reading papers and walking. And I think Big Al... Big Al came had a look and he thought, this, "I'm fucking pissing it windy. There's no, there's no point at all with this." So but, how long did uh, that then? Uh, I probably, I probably that's two days. I think it was like two days. Uh, but yeah, brothers had me doing, he had me lifting some weights, and I've never, I've never lifted weights in my life. And I, so I, the day after, and then the day after, the day after, I, I couldn't move my upper body. It was like it was torture. I couldn't get my training kit on. And then we had a game. We had a game on the. Saturday away at uh, I think it was Coventry, uh, and I says to uh, Radders the physio, I says Radders, you're gonna have to fucking massage my triceps. <laughs> he says, he says what, you, what, what you mean massages? I says I've never massaged a tricep in my life. I says you're gonna have to fucking massage my mate. Uh, so I lied on the bed and he's massaging my triceps. I can remember Kenna came in, and it was like he just went, what the fuck is that? <laughs> So then he's he's come he's come out uh, and then he's he's obviously gone and got the rest of the lads. So all the all the lads are just stood over the over the massage bed, pissing the pants. I'm having me uh, me massage me triceps massage. <laughs> oh dear, yeah. Chris said that story. I couldn't believe it. I remember saying actually to Chris on the other show, one of the sort of coming from a Man United household. I was quite late getting into sort of supporting Preston. It wasn't till I was sort of in my teen years at school and. Remember, my stepdad was working for Flyby at the time, 
I think you guys had a game down at Southampton. So he got talking to Alan Irvine and a few of the backroom staff because he was in charge of sort of looking after the players at Manchester Airport and ended up sort of getting invited down. So we went down to the, the Sheffield United home game that season. I think it was probably about 2010, I'd say, without sort of going back and checking. And I think that might be the year before I signed, to be honest. I think, I think it'll have been... Because I, I never flew down to Southampton, so I presume that'll have been the year before I signed. Unless, unless it, he's met you then, because it was quite a while until we've we've sort of gone and sort of met the players. Um, so it may have been the following season then. Because I remember walking into the changing room and sort of if anyone listening has been into the changing room at Deepdale, you sort of go in and sort of everything is like straight ahead of you. Gone round, sort of dead nervous, meeting all the players. So I've got sort of uh, keepers first on your left as you go in, and it sort of bends around. I remember looking straight ahead as I've walked into the changing room, and you're sat there. I can't remember for the life of me who you're chatting to, but you sat there reading a magazine or whatever, and uh, the rest of the players are, are sort of reading the match day programme, sort of as you'd expect. Can't for the life of me remember what sort of magazine you're wearing, but I'm sure you had like a chocolate bar or something in your hand, and this is probably sort of two o'clock before kickoff. And, uh, yeah, I think because I, I, I was just sitting like, as, as you came in, I used to sit diagonally on the left in the corner. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I probably, I, I don't know. It might have been a, a Kit Kat. I know, to be <laughs> fair, I mean, there were loads of times I used to love it as well. To be fair, you know, like when you when you feel as though cause I never used to have breakfast. Not not before a game, but before training. Never used to have breakfast. Uh, so when I when I'd start training, I'd obviously I, I won't have any sugar. So I'd feel you know when you feel like a bit shitty. Yeah, <laughs> you feel as though you need some sugar. So I used to get Billy Barr, the uh, the, the coach Billy Barr. He said, "Bill, do us a favour, just uh, nip in for us a Kit Kat, mate." And uh, so I was, I was finishing the warm up chewing a, a four finger Kit Kat. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> I remember, I can't remember. It was in your book or on one of your episodes of your podcast. You were saying about it's either the Friday night or your Saturday. You you sort of go to meal before a game, which sort of involved like a trip to Greg's and a few other bits and pieces. Was that sort of the same every club you went to, or was that just? Sort of yeah, the, the 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 Gregs were probably a bit later. I mean, like obviously, I was still living in Barnsley, so I was travelling up every day. But the day before the game, I'd always stay up, so I used to go and check into the Marriott at uh, is it full Fullwood, Fullford, Fullwood. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Fullwood, yeah. Yeah, so I used to go and check in there uh, on a on a Friday afternoon or a Monday afternoon, and I, I literally it was like a bonus because I didn't have to drive back, so I'd just have a couple of hours kip or whatever, and and have a bet and whatever, and then to get to sort of tea time, and I could never be asked to go down for, never go, you know, to go down and sit at restaurant. You don't want to be sitting at restaurant on your own. You look right, clown, don't you? Yeah. Uh, so I just used to order, I just used to order room service, and I, I always had the same. I had, I had uh, fish cakes, and then I had a Marriott burger and chips on a on a Friday night. Um, we we had a pint of coke usually. Um, so that would be a Friday night meal, and then. I never, I never wanted to get up early the day of a game. So, I, I mean, the the breakfast, the breakfast at the Marriott finished at eleven o'clock. So I'd set my alarm for quarter to eleven, and I'd amble down, and then five to eleven, I'd be, I'd be at the the full English buffet car, and then, and that's that's what I had for my pre-match meal, a, a full English with obviously bacon, egg, sausage, toast, beans, and and, and the full bag of mashings. <clears throat> obviously worked well then. Uh, well, to be honest, mate, I think it's all a bit of a, a bit of a myth. All this, what you're eating and all, you know all that. I mean, you've had, you've had enough pasta throughout the week. You know what I mean? And 
I mean, back in the day, they used to have steak and chips on a, a Saturday night, uh, a Friday night, and they were that was just the norm. So, yeah. You know what I mean? As long as it, as long as you, as long as you, you've got enough in your belly, you know what I mean? It was so that's that's what we, that was my my Friday night and my Saturday pre-match meal. So what was it like playing for the North End around that period? Obviously, saying to Chris, we'd got into the playoffs that year. I think you scored the first goal in the QPR game on the last day of the season, which got us yeah. into the playoffs. And obviously, St. Ledger scored the, the goal, which did get us into the playoffs. What was it like sort of around the club at that time? Was it a sense that we could go up? Uh, we actually spoke about it. We'd done, a, we'd done some of we quite a few of the, the squad the other day. It was... It, it was straight. I mean, the, the the atmosphere at the club were brilliant. Uh, it were really good. The the lads were fantastic. We had a really really good set of lads. No, no dickheads. Just everybody went in, worked hard. Uh, everybody got on, and 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 I think that was a, a massive reason why we were why we were so successful. Uh, well, successful is in the fact to get into the playoffs. But it was. Yeah. I think Ben said the other day we were, we were some. I'll have to say some outrageous like four games to go. And we were like eleven points behind Cardiff, and they yep. got us a, a, a massively superior goal difference. So, it was one of them where we just thought we probably we, well we have we, we've no chance. And then we we won the next game and they lost, and we won the next game and they lost, and then we won the next game and they lost, and we we're like Jesus Christ, we've half a chance. And then it all just uh, obviously ended up with the, the QPR at home game. Yeah, I remember. Been at that game. It was one of the first games I actually went to with my dad, who uh, took me sort of rather hesitantly as a United fan. And apart from the Wembley game and sort of the odd game with Blackpool, I think that's the best sort of atmosphere I've I've seen at Deepdale in sort of my time supporting them. It was sort of absolutely fantastic that day. Yeah, so, it was brilliant. I mean, I can remember it was red hot as well, if I remember right. Yeah, it yeah. Was red hot, uh, obviously. We've got we need to win, and we need Sheffield Wednesday to get beat. Uh, Kind of to get beat at Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, obviously, we went one nil up, and then uh, Patrick Arjuman scored to make it one all. And then I think if I think we heard that that uh, Cardiff were getting beat one nil. Yeah. And I don't think I think it was not far off the, the when I ended up chucking that throwing in from from somewhere. Uh, then obviously we got two one up, and uh, the atmosphere there still getting beat, and the atmosphere was incredible. I mean, I think obviously the fact I scored, I scored the first, Led scored the second, but I don't. I, people probably forget that Darren Carter clearing off the line with like literally five seconds to go. Yeah. Uh, it was it, it was that touch and go, and Carts is is in the right place at the right time, uh, and, and that got us in the playoffs. Yeah, I remember. I'd, I'd actually. One of my mates who sort of I, I got to know later on I had a video on YouTube about the sort of last five minutes where everyone sort of gathered around sort of the, the side of the advertising boardings and you don't realise sort of until you see it back just how close that was to to going in where Carter got it off the line and sort of even watching it back now knowing the result still gets me on the edge of my seat seeing that back. Yeah, it, as I say, it was, uh, it was mad. It was, it was one of them players. There's not many times where you've got a game... Uh, a game that's so like so important and could be like the the, the repercussions of that result could be massive uh, and that yeah. were that were obviously one of them we uh, we got into the playoffs we got a chance to get into the the Premier League like so what was it like sort of away from 
the games at training at North End at the time. I remember hearing the the story about you with uh, Sedgwick's agent changing the the contact name in his phone. Were there any sort of other sort of going ons like that at the club at the time? Sort of like banter with the lads. Yeah, same as I said, mate. The atmosphere was brilliant. It, it was just a, a like daily. We we just had brilliant crack daily. Uh, you can't you can't be successful without a without a, a good dressing room and a a close a close knit dressing room. And, and as I said, that was that was fantastic. The, the biggest thing were we'd got we'd got we'd not got any assholes. We'd yeah. got everybody was just a, a good lad. Not probably not the best players in the in the league, not by not by a country mile. Uh but we we had that team spirit and, and, and that, that sort of got us to the playoffs. So when you left Preston then, were you sort of surprised to be sold? I know you left sort of midway through the season. There was sort of rumours at the time, sort of seeing it from like a fans perspective that they were needing to raise funds. Were you sort of wanting to leave at that point or was it sort of a, a like a mutual decision where it was best for both parties i'll be honest with you i, I wanted to leave the, the the summer before uh only because your video here love <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i wanted to leave the summer before because uh, a bit a big thing that why i enjoyed it so much at preston was uh, the manager, the manager were brilliant. Alan Irvin were brilliant, uh, and he'd been sacked. Um, the only reason I wanted to leave was the fact that it, it was Barnsley who, who made a bid for us. Yeah. Uh, the pre the previous summer, if it had been anybody else, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have been too uh, too fussed. But the team were getting the team the team were getting broken up, uh, which we'd had the year before. They were get, the team were sort of lads were moving on to to pastures green, and it it weren't quite the same atmosphere. So I think that was the reason that I wanted to. Uh, the fact that it were Barnsley, uh, but the yeah. fact that we still not got that squad that 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 we'd, we'd had the previous year. So obviously, you mentioned it being Barnsley club where you made your debut. I remember reading a story or sort of hearing a story about you nearly missing your first game for them. Is that true that you? I think it was on the nah, day of the game. No, nah, I didn't nearly miss the game. What <laughs> it were, it was. Uh, it was actually the, the, a reserve game, so we've done the, all, all the pre-season. Uh, the, the, the first teams had the first game of the season, so I'm 16, uh, and we got uh, the reserve game on the Tuesday night. And it was when we, when there were used to be three subs. There used to be three subs uh, yeah. back then. Which well, what would it be? 98, maybe. It's 22 that's, that's years ago. Yeah, 22 years ago. Um, so we went and did his YTS, did his training, did his jobs and everything. Then we went into town because uh, we got to go back to the game for for obviously to, to look after the, the reserve team and clean up and everything. And <clears throat> so I went in up, went straight to the chip, went to the chippy. So we had uh, like a proper a proper chippy tea. Uh, and then after after that, I met a dropped on a bird who I, who I knew. Um, so I, we were, we were quite close a couple of times a week, me and this bird. So I, uh, I ended up at, like having a ride out on this bird. Uh, managed to get managed to get to the to the went to the game and whatever. And as I say, when they changed it to five subs, so the my youth team manager says, "Oh, you sub you sub for the reserves tonight." I says, "Oh, right, fantastic." I'm thinking, well, I've just been shagging and uh, and I've just had fish and chips for me for my tea. <laughs> 
and anyway, I ended up coming on at half time. So that was the uh, that was the, the story. As I said, I didn't really miss it, but I'd obviously not prepared for the game quite as well as what I probably should have done. How did that forty-five minutes go then? With like a belly full of fish and chips. Uh, I can't. I, I honestly can't. I, mean, I probably. I, I probably have been fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> probably same as same as we have a belly full of a belly full of full English. Just it, it's all in your head. A lot of it's all in players' heads. That that you know, there's all this preparation and all that bollocks. It's all yeah. It's all their own insecurities at times. I think. Yeah. Well, sort of moving sort of after football now. Obviously, doing dead well with the the podcast and you're doing the on the road videos as well. I was having a look at a few of them, sort of going back and watching them. And the the Krakow derby that you went to looked incredible from an atmosphere standpoint. But what was that like in terms of actually being in the stand? I know, obviously, you got asked to, to stop filming a few times. And what was that like being there? I, I, like, I, I'm don't, I don't get intimidated by a lot, but I was absolutely sh- I was shitting my pants. I really were. Uh, because, I mean, it, four Englishmen in middle of the bloody ultras in, uh, in Poland... If, if you start getting a if you start getting a Ronan Keating, you know what I mean. If you start getting a beating, nobody's coming to fucking help you. Yeah. And I think we and I think we were quite close to to actually getting uh, getting a clip at one point. So I, I couldn't wait for the game to finish just just to get out of there because I was fuck I was shitting myself and I really were. Yeah, we sort of me and a few of my mates go to Germany a few times. I think you went to the Hamburg Pauli derby, which I watched that yeah. one before the Krakow game. I thought, you know, they're brave, you know, filming at that. We went to Leverkusen, Fortuna, Dusseldorf in January and stood out like a sore thumb for English, uh, five English lads, sorry, who, who were at the game. And uh, we had one of the ultras come over to us and he said, right, obviously you're English. I don't know why you're in the away end. Back at the stand, don't bother coming down with us. And I've been to watch Fortuna a few times. I've got a few good mates who go, who were sort of part of the UK fan club. And I'm thinking, fucking hell. Don't have these with me this time. The one, the one trip I've gone with my mates from back home, and nearly getting levered. So we stood at the back of the stand, and the lads who I was with, I don't think they said a people game. And uh, honestly, the thing is, like, I mean, they don't particularly like us as English in their country anyway, do they? You know, we've yeah, got this yeah. reputation of being these fucking English louts, and the old the back in the day, the oligism, oligism thing, like back in the day. But I honestly, I was shitting. I couldn't wait to get out of the game and, and just be safe. I, oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> so, do you prefer doing the sort of with that one aside? Do you prefer doing the international ones as opposed to like the the English grounds that you go to for them? Because it seems sort of from seeing it on video, like a weekend away with the lads with a bit of football in there as well. Yeah, they're, they're both they're both brilliant. You know what I mean? But when when you do them in England, you've got to get home, ain't you? You know what yeah. I mean? So, I mean, obviously we we have. Uh, we have a, a good a good good weekend at it. I mean, a couple of times I've, I think the, the Hamburg one I had to go on me on the Sunday morning because I got a game on the Saturday. Uh, same with the what it same with the uh, Amsterdam one. I don't know, but it, but then obviously the uh, the Krakow one went for all that. It's, but basically, it's madness, right? Uh, come out of football and. Like one of me, one of one of the things in my job is going away for two days to a foreign country, getting pissed and watching a game of football and just chatting shit, and then and that's like part of my job. It's it's madness, really. Oh, it's like the dream job if you ask sort of ninety percent of football fans, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 mad. But it, to be fair, we have uh, 
We have a we have a brilliant time. We all, we all get on fucking good as gold. Apart from the little ball one gets a bit cheesed off with us now and again, uh, and he just has to go have an hour on his cell just to gather his thoughts and that. But we just get on brilliant. Yeah, well, I was watching the Dublin one actually before we came on air, where you uh, you sort of gaffer tape him up and put him in the uh, the cupboard or something in one of the pubs. Well, he was wanting to like he was wanting to go to bloody like do the cultural thing with Dublin, you know, the yeah. have a look at the museums and fucking cathedrals and all that shit. So we were like, nah, you can, nah, no chance, no chance. But that, to be fair, that one, that one in Dublin were probably. It was probably piss poor planning to be honest, because we landed in Dublin about half past eight, yeah, the, fr- the Friday morning, and the game's not till quarter to eight uh, Friday night. So there's there's nothing else you can do in Dublin apart from get on Temple Bar and go and crack on. Uh, yeah, yeah. So we were by five o'clock. We were, we were, we were well oiled, like yeah. Well, it's not the cheapest place either for uh, sort of a full day session, is it? Nah, it's no, but to be fair, that old Dubliner, I've spoken about it quite a lot. Of time. It's it's worth getting your fucking pants pulled down for half in oh, that definitely. place. It's the best. It's the best pub in. Uh, I think it's one of the best pubs in the world I've ever been in. Uh, but don't get me wrong, it is uh, it is fucking extortionate, like yeah. So with that sort of series, is there obviously at the moment not feasible to to do them with no football? Is that one direction that you're wanting to take the sort of the podcast and everything as a whole, doing more of the the on the road things, or are you enjoying doing the sort of the podcast more? Which is the way that you want to sort of take it? I think we're just going to crack on with it all. To be honest, uh, I mean we we done a we done a uh, under the caution friends the other night, uh, and we really enjoyed that. Where we had sort of six quick fire guests, all had ten fifteen minutes apiece. I mean, this you know, like obviously this lockdown's uh, it, it's it's horrendous, but it has opened an all new world up to people, us included. You know, with this Zoom stuff, yeah, uh, we've got sort of players who we thought would be unattainable. I mean, we done we done Michael Bridges last uh, last Sunday, and he sat in his he sat in his house in Australia. <laughs> so we never thought we'd be able to get Bridgie on, yeah. uh, unless he came over here. But if he comes over here, he's going to want to see his family and all that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it it has opened avenues up for us, uh, for everybody really. But I mean, it just we're just having fun, really. That's all. It is. We're just having a bit of crack, uh, and, and people seem to be enjoying enjoying it. Yeah, no, definitely. I've enjoyed watching the uh, the last few, especially uh, Brownie dipping out early last week, and uh, I think the week before you shaved oh, your head as well. Yeah, piss poor effort from Brownie. Man. I mean, the what the best. One of the the best on the road we done were I weren't even there, you know the uh, Stoke Sheffield when Stoke Sheffield got promoted. Yeah, they had a they had a fucking incredible day that day. I mean I were in Benidorm with lads, so I'm not too fussed about missing it. But they had a they had a really good day that day. Yeah, so sort of going back to Preston, sort of finally, be silly of me not to talk about the uh, the six four Leeds game, uh, the the on the road that you did actually where it was Leeds Preston at, at Deepdale and, and Leeds won that sort of each part through the video you're talking through your at-trick what was that game like to play in sort of as a player as a fan it was absolutely incredible I was unfortunately at home because I'd had work up until five o'clock so I wouldn't have made it down to Ellen Road in time but playing in that game what was it like obviously being 4-1 down and then and then getting it back the way you did yeah well I mean, I mean it, it was madness it was just absolute madness I mean I think that's probably why a lot of uh, best of fans sort of like like us so much. I think just because of that game, as much as as much as anything. I mean, 
went 1-0 up after five minutes and then half an hour later we're 4-1 down and I'm thinking fucking Jesus I've got we've got another we've got another sort of 55 60 minutes getting dicked at Ellen Road with however many thousand fans are there cheering and all that we could end up getting done fucking 6-7 here uh, and you're going to have to we're going to have to run about for, for jack shit uh, and then luckily we managed to score just before half time which which gave us a we went in. We went in at half time. We were like, "Well, I'll tell you what, we've half a chance of getting a draw here." And I think I, I think I said something to like the defenders saying, "If you're fu- if you're pull your fucking finger out, yeah, you are, and stop conceding goals. We've half a chance of getting a draw here." But <laughs> when he were like, oh, "Fuck off, Bucky! Fuck off, Bucky!" In his in his French accent, uh, and then came out the block second half. Uh, Keith scored with a corner, I think next. Uh, and then we got the penalty. Coutsy won the penalty. Uh, and I actually, I wanted to take the penalty because I'm on my hat-trick. Uh, so I got the ball and Callum Davidson come, come over. He said, uh, Parky, I take penalties. I says, I says, mate, I'm on my fucking hat-trick. You know what I mean? I'm on my hat-trick. He says, I take penalties. And I was like, ah, so I gave him the ball. I said, I hope you fucking miss it. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Obviously only joking. Uh <clears throat> And then Cal smashes the penalty in for all. We're thinking there's probably still there's probably still 30, 35 minutes to go. Well, we, uh, you're just thinking, fuck knows what's going to happen next. You know what I mean? Like yeah. anything could happen. Uh, and then uh, Ledge Ledge clipped the ball up to me. I managed to roll. I think it was Alex Bruce uh, validating in the in the bottom corner. And we're fucking winning five four. Then you're like, Jesus Christ! So their fans had st- their fans had gone. You know what I mean? The four one up and the uh, and like half an hour later, the five four down there, so they start getting pelters uh, off the fans. Uh, and then probably the best goal out of them all, uh, Yumi Zeda. Yeah, Yumi Zeda was the best goal out of out of them all. I mean, uh, it was a good ball in by Billy, and he just shot for. He, he used to have hang time, Yumi. You know, for a you know, for a fucking little dwarf, he, he yeah, got yeah. hang time. Uh, and it was an incredible header. Then you're six four up. Oh, we're like, and, and they're just gone. Then they're just gone. Um, and I think the, the biggest, one of the biggest things, like about the night, were when I got took off. Like the Leeds fans were clapping us, and I'm like, is that fucking? Are they actually yeah. winding us up here or not? Uh, and a few people who, who spoke, like Leeds fans, who spoke to sports was about it after when we've been doing shit and whatever. They were like, yeah, we we clapped it off. I don't think that, I don't know if that's well. I can't imagine it's happened much, but uh, and I was like, Jesus Christ, that's outrageous. And then, I, uh, so then the game finished. I've got me, I've got my ball and everything, uh, and in typical John Parking fashion, I drove straight into Barnsley, dropped my car off, and I just I, I got in at fucking four o'clock the next morning, and still in me in my Preston tracksuit. <laughs> so good night all round, then. You got to celebrate things like that, isn't you? You got to celebrate times like that. Especially if you've been clapped off at Ellen Road as well. Yeah, madness, really, madness. But a mad, mad game. And but the thing is, when I said I wish I we should have left to go to Barnsley. Yeah. If I'd have done that, I'd have, that that would never happened. So yeah, it's one of them where fate like worked out. Worked out all right. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd have never had that experience at, at scoring at Ellen Road, scoring actually at Ellen Road if I'd have left. Yeah, I'll John. It's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Uh, we'll wrap it up there. Um, thank no you problem, Bob. If you want to no let problem at all, know, if you want to let anyone know, sort of the links to under the caution. Obviously, I'll 
link them below this episode. But anything that you've got coming up, anything to plug, now's a good time. Uh, well, to be fair, mate, we're we're, we're up it early because we've got we've, we've got a live tour booked in, haven't we, for yeah. uh, July August? But we're we're in the lap of the gods with that. Whether we're uh, well, we're, I'm not sure if it'll happen to be honest uh, because of the social distancing and all that. But if it if it don't happen this summer, we'll we'll definitely be doing a a live tour. Uh, and if anybody has bought tickets and it gets cancelled, you can either get your money back or or we'll, we'll sort it out if you want to just keep it for, for when we do it again. But that's about it, mate, to be honest. Uh, just all about staying safe, innit? That's, all, that's the main thing. Exactly, yeah. John, as I said, been an absolute pleasure, mate. I'll let you go. No problem at all. You've got a barbecue in a bit and then you got your quiz later. Um, Top man, mate. Thanks for having me on. <laughs>